Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. Here, here we go, everybody. Welcome in. Glad to see you. Although uh, you should have seen me last night and you didn't. Uh, tried to go live. For those of you that were there with me at the time, uh, one, I appreciate you for being up so late. And I'm sorry that happened. So let me explain to you what went down. Uh, I went live last night right after Ole Miss Tennessee wrapped up a four-hour football game. Over four-hour football game, thanks to a 20-minute delay. We'll get to that in a second. Get in here, go live, and my 10-year-old computer, at least, decided it needed to update, and it would not give me any other option besides to update right away. So, because of that, had to do it. You know, when you have a Dell, so I got this computer when I first started uh, where I currently work, and it was a refurbished laptop. That was seven years ago, and it was a used refurbished Dell laptop. It uh it functions, but that's all I can say about it. And it had to update apparently right as I went to try to go live with you last night and it didn't finish updating until after midnight. Figured now would be better than last night, but there was a ton of you that were on and I'm disappointed that I uh that I could not capture whatever the mood was after that game last night. But we're going to talk about it nonetheless. Welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. If you're a first-time watcher, by the way, if you're on Twitter, you cannot comment or I cannot see your comments. So if you're on Twitter right now watching this and you want to be a part of it, I'd love to have you. Find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube or Facebook if you want, but find me on uh, on YouTube and uh, just hop over there and you can comment. Please subscribe also, but you can comment like Brett did, uh, suggesting I go Facebook Live in those situations. Yeah, if something like that happens again, I'll, I'll scrap You know the all this stuff and uh, and just go raw live video instead of you know the banners and whatnot through the their service i'll just go live like on my phone or something uh while the update happens that's a good suggestion so if you want to be like uh like brett here you got to be on youtube in order to do it in fact i don't even see how many people are on twitter right now for some reason the new thing just has kind of ruined that so youtube michael borky facebook under the same name subscribe to YouTube and if you like what you hear actually like the video that would help me that would help me a ton so boy we got so much to talk about today and now that we've kind of had something to sleep on you know it's um it's over now and the emotions if you will from the game are at least simmering down somewhat at least simmering down somewhat. That still what happened in Knoxville last night. Um, like I tried to explain it to my wife this morning because she didn't she didn't watch. Uh, she went to bed 
before all that went down. Trying to explain that to somebody else, that that was so... Just stupid. Incredibly stupid. And when you have to escort your own cheerleaders and your own band out of the stadium because of how unsafe they were because of your own fans... That's all you really need to say, right? Um, and what, what's blowing my mind the more I think about this is that after all of that, a 20-plus minute delay, the Ole Miss coach got hit with a freaking golf ball. Players are getting pelted by beer cans and bottles, and apparently a mustard bottle found its way on the field. All of that delayed the game 20 minutes, had to escort the band and cheerleaders out of the stadium, completely out of the stadium. They had to get them out of the stadium. The, the team had to stand in the middle of the field, and they were still getting pelted with stuff. And it wasn't just a few fans. There were hundreds of bottles on the field. Give me a break. That's not a few. Uh, either way, and there was no penalty. Think about that. There was no penalty. Old Miss had to take over on the exact spot they were supposed to after a 20-minute delay when their coaches get hit with golf balls, and they had to get the band out of the stadium because the fans were so unruly, and they had to clear the field of debris, and there was no penalty. Like, they, they, there wasn't even a 15-yarder. Like, if you make a tackle and do this to a guy, that's a 15-yard penalty. But if you delay the game for 20-plus minutes because you're pelting the opposing team with bottles and golf balls and anything you can find that can hit the field, that's not a penalty. Like, that's what I keep going back to. I was laying in bed thinking, like, wait a minute. They do all that, and there's not a penalty called. Not one penalty called. How stupid is is that? I mean, it was an embarrassment. Greg Sankey released a statement. It was a pretty strong one, actually. Hopefully... Uh, his actions speak as loud as his words did. I'll read it to you, actually. Um, I'll display it for you as well for those of you watching, but I, I will read it if you can't see it. But Greg Sankey released a statement. To the credit of Tennessee, their chancellor uh, released a statement saying that uh, that she was going to call Glenn Boyce in the morning uh, and, and talk to him and apologize. Danny White said the same thing, a similar thing, you know, how it was unacceptable and all that. You know, th- they're saying all the right things, but Greg Sankey needs to follow this statement with wor- or with actions. He needs to follow these words with actions. Here's the statement from Greg Sankey. He said, quote, the conference has established expectations for behavior and sportsmanship, and the actions of fans at Saturday night's game were unacceptable under any circumstances. We are accustomed to intense competition every week, but under no circumstances is it acceptable to endanger the contestant participants and disrupt a game. We will review existing conference policies and the commissioner's authority to impose penalties and communicate with the leadership of the University of Tennessee and all of the SEC's member universities to make certain this situation is not repeated. That is what Greg Sankey said. Um, if, If it is within the commissioner's power to fine a coach because he tweets about officials, if it is within the commissioner's power to fine a program $100,000 because their fans took the field after a game, then it is absolutely within his power, or it should be, to punish T- Tennessee harshly, harshly uh, for what happened here. Because that was an embarrassment. 
it was a hell of an environment. You you could feel it through television. It was a great environment and what should have been a really fun game, although the injury stuff was was just really disrupted the flow. It was over a four-hour football game. It was a tough watch at time. But that that was, I mean, let's be honest with it, guys. It was trashy, disgusting, stupid, just incredibly stupid for that to have delayed a game for a coach getting hit with a freaking golf ball, for players getting pelted with with beers that are half empty, even more full than that. It's an embarrassment. It's stupid. It's pathetic. It's all of those things. All of those things can be true at once. Um, it sounded awesome and nasty and everything you want from a college football environment until. And it got ruined by by trash. Literally and figuratively, by by trash. That that was trash last night. It, simply put, and I do love uh, the people that are they're sharing uh, the video from working on three years ago now, from after the Ole Miss Tennessee basketball game in Oxford, where people threw cups on the floor when the game was over. Um, as some kind of gotcha. Here's the thing about that. At that time, that was trashy and disgusting and stupid. And most of you probably didn't listen to anything I did at the time, but myself and and others, Richard Cross, who in part works for the school, he does the sidelines for football, did the same thing. Everybody thought that was trashy and stupid and disgusting at that time. So sharing that video from almost three years ago does not somehow make it okay what happened last night. It makes both of those situations not okay. It, the whataboutism that people do is so stupid. Well, what about this thing that happened three years ago? I mean, you got to be consistent. That was stupid, too. It, that doesn't justify your behavior. Actions of other people d- should not justify your bad actions. I can't stand that, the, the whataboutism. That was incredibly trashy and stupid back then. It also didn't delay a game 20 minutes, but whatever. Th- that's what that was. It was stupid. It was trashy. It, it was terrible. And it shouldn't happen. That was three years ago. People like Pat Forty were criticizing Tennessee last night because it happened last night. And it delayed a football game 20 minutes. Where You guys know that. I, I'm preaching to the choir here. It's, it's just the whataboutism is really stupid. It's really stupid. Because both of those things are really stupid. I mean, I... And on top of that, the uh, the crowd eruption when Matt Corral went down with an injury. I understand that that people are are drunk at football games, and drunk people don't always operate in their correct mind. I, I understand that. I really do. Um, sometimes fans chant things that they probably shouldn't. Sometimes fans do things that they they probably shouldn't. Um, that was. Oh, I mean, that that was as bad as throwing stuff on the field to me. Cheering an injury. Cheering an injury. Uh, I'm not talking about any of the other injuries. Specifically, when Matt Corral tried to stand up and he realized he couldn't and went back down. Erupting the way they did. Don't, don't, let, that get, uh, don't let that get lost on you. Um, and I hate that I've spent over 10 minutes talking about not football. Because there's a lot of football to talk about. But, I mean... What what a joke. What an embarrassment. It's, it's, that's just what that is. It's an embarrassment. Um, 
the way Cole Kublik was describing it, because he was actually on the sidelines, I mean, that that's embarrassing. And and for some people, it, that's certainly dangerous. The football team has helmets on. That's fine. But when the cheerleaders are getting hit in the head with stuff, it's an embarrassment. That's what it is. And it's not it's not unique to Tennessee, but it happened to Tennessee last night. So Williams says, can we send congratulations to Alabama for winning the Mississippi State Championship? Um, Williams says, was it more for the spot or was it more for Kiffin? It's an all-encompassing thing. Um, but the spot was accurate. I, I, there are some Tennessee media people that are arguing that that they got that call incorrect. That They did not. Th- that was the right call. Was it this close to being a first down on 4th and 24? At, yes, it, it was this close. But he had the ball tucked into his hip and his left arm, and his right arm was the one that that extended. It was actually a pretty darn good spot, all things considered, although it was closer than the spot indicated. But upon replay, and you see where the football is, it's down here, like right at his waist when his knee hits, he was short. It was the correct call. It was absolutely the correct call. William, it was a lot of stuff. It was it was a, a, a drunk atmosphere. Uh it appeared that a lot of that came from the student section. And as you know, college students sometimes are really stupid. So it's a combination of Kiffin vitriol. Uh, they thought that they got screwed on a bad call, which was not a bad call. It was the correct one. Um, drunk, stupid, Kiffin, bad call, all mixed into one. And and that's the kind of scene that you get. Chris says he's surprised they didn't call the game. Um, they probably should have. At one point, when you're 15 minutes into a delay and people are still throwing stuff on the field, they probably should have at that point. Um, got dicey there a little bit at the end, didn't it? But, yeah, they probably should have in that moment. Uh, they should have. It's uh, That was just, just incredibly stupid. That's all that was. Ole Miss 902 says, I'm worried about LSU with all the injuries we have on offense. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see about Braylon Sanders. He... Uh, apparently uh, was going into the game quite injured. Uh, we'll see if he's able to play this week. Uh, I guess Mingo, I assume, is still out. Drummond was banged up. Corral was banged up. They got banged up on the offensive line last night. We'll see more. But, I, I mean, LSU, look, LSU beats Florida, and that was a good story, and, and Orgeron deserves credit, and those guys deserve credit for playing well. But LSU still is the LSU that you've watched all season. They didn't just magically just – turn the corner, and now they're this great team again. They're still very limited. This is just what the SEC is this year, and we'll talk about that uh, later. T says the SEC should limit Tennessee ticket sales as punishment. Fines won't do anything. I think they should have ended the game right there. That's what they should have done to me. I mean, that that would have been the most effective thing, would have had the most impact, is, all right, you're going to hit people with, Golf ball. Who brings a golf ball to a football game? You're going to do this. Game is over. You cost your team a shot at a win. That that would have been the most impactful to me. But Chris, aside from that, loved the atmosphere. Said coolest out of town environment I've been to. It sounded incredible. It sounded incredible on television. It really did. Zach says waiting for the black eye on college football comments. You're not going to get that from me. It, 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 People do that, and they they take it to the next level. Oh, this is it just ruins a great day, and it didn't ruin a great day in college football. So much happened. It was one game. It that incident made that group of fans look stupid 
last night. It means nothing about – I hate when people do that. Oh, it's a black eye on the sport. No, it's not. It's a black eye on those fans because they got hit in the face with a beer can. Like, that's the only thing it's a black eye on. It means nothing about college football or, or anything. It, it was a, a a really stupid, gross thing that one – a few – by the way, the few thing, when there's hundreds of cans and bottles on the field – a little more than a few, but anyway, uh, no, it's not a black eye on the sport or anything like that. It was a very stupid, a black eye on one fan base, and that's it. Sid says, suggestion, if a school is fined for disruptive behavior, as in last night's Ole Miss Tennessee game, the fine from the SEC NCAA should go to the other school scholarship fund. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all. Um, I think they do something with the fines that's not just pocketing the money, I think. I think they do something with it. T also says, I felt incredibly bad for Corral last night. Man, got no help from receivers. Yeah, he should have had a much better day than he did. Like, you look at his passing numbers, and they're a little pedestrian. He had a long touchdown pass that Ja'Core Pearson just dropped. It should have been a touchdown. It was a, a perfectly thrown football. Would have been a long touchdown. He just dropped the ball. Jacor Pearson dropped another what would have been a long first down. Uh, Ontario Drummond dropped a first down. There were drops all over the field for him. Uh, it, but when we, you're without Sanders and Mingo going into the game and then Drummond is banged up and your offensive line's banged up, the kid battled like hell last night. I mean, that, that was just a special performance. And it should have been the second only 200-200 game in SEC history. Manziel's the only other guy that's done that. But he was five yards short. Sack yardage is factored into rushing totals in college. It's a really stupid thing, uh, but it is. Uh, so Corral last night was 21 of 38. Again, the percentage not great, but he, I mean, what, half a dozen or more easy drops last night. Uh, had two touchdowns at one interception. That was a bad decision. He hasn't made many this year. That, that was a bad one. That was a, a, a bad decision, a, a ball that was tipped, but tipped ball, no tip ball. That was a bad decision. But the rushing totals, I mean, he put his team on his back. He, he, 30 carries for 222 yards, but because of those 30 carries, he was sacked five times. It reduces back down to 195. Again, college football is really stupid that we factor in sack yardage to rushing totals. The NFL doesn't. College does. It's dumb. But throwing for 231, rushing for 195, on the road in front of 102,000-plus people where your best receiver is out, or at least going into the season you thought it was going to be, Drummond is higher volume in receptions. Mingo is out, and then Drummond is banged up, and then you're already down an offensive lineman, and his backup gets banged up in the game, so you're playing a third-string offensive lineman Who's better than this in the I mean, it just put his team on his back last night. Was beat up. I mean, the the, the leggings that he were he was wearing were ripped at the knee, and he was bleeding out of his knee. He was banged up, hurt. His team wasn't playing well around him. I mean, drops, stuff like that. Uh, he got off kind of to a rocky start early. Uh, just wasn't as accurate as he usually is early in the game. But on the road, hundred and two thousand people. Losing two receivers, offensive line in front of him banged up. It's a weird environment, weird game, and he puts out a performance like that. 
it just what else can you say about him other than that's what he is? He is just special. Matt Corral is just simply freaking special. And he showed you last night, just battled, man. Uh, put the team on his back and battled. That was an elite performance when he didn't have his best stuff. That's the thing. What does a player do when they don't have their best stuff or the team around them is not playing well? How does a player respond? That's when you know you've got an elite-level quarterback. When teams banged up around him and he wasn't sharp early, uh, guys were dropping balls and they weren't executing well early, and he decided to win the game in a different way. That's, that's what an elite quarterback does. He made one mistake. That was a bad mistake, too. But he made one mistake, but he showed you exactly why he's elite. Wasn't going right. 102,000 rabid, insane fans, receivers down, offensive line down, put his team on his back anyway, and willed them to a win. That is, that's one word, and that's elite. That is what Matt Corral is, and that's what he did. Uh, last night, Chris, I'm glad you got out of there, man. He said, I'm glad we left early. That was a, that was a good call. Andrew says those kids are not old enough to remember 2009. Yeah. The student section was chanting a lot of F word Lane Kiffin last night. I don't want to use that word on here. I know I can, but I don't want to, um, those kids don't, didn't know what football was when Lane Kiffin left Tennessee. Like, the student section hated Lane Kiffin. You guys don't remember when he was the coach there? Give me a break. I barely remember 2009. I was 17, and I barely remember that. The kids in college now were six years old or whatever um, when that happened. It's just, anyway, but, I mean, hell, I would have done the same thing if I were them. Let's be honest. Um Three and six year old didn't need to be in that. True. Good morning, y'all. Good morning, William. Glad to see you. And Chris says that was the loudest place he's uh, he's ever been. What happened with the corral fumble in the first quarter? So I believe they didn't explain it well. The only way I can rationalize that is he gave himself up. And once you give yourself up, although, you know, it wasn't like a slide or anything, but he did stop. I mean, he. When a ball carrier, specifically the quarterback, gives themselves up, the play is over. And so that's what the ruling was there, or at least they didn't describe it well, but that's what I think they were trying to say, is that Matt Crowell gave himself up. He he ended the play, and, and when the guy gives himself up, the play is dead, and, and that's, that's what happened there. Zach's asking if I watched the Auburn-Arkansas game. Bo Nix looked fantastic. He did. Uh, he really did. And that's two weeks in a row now where he's played well. Uh, Auburn is going to be a challenge now for for everybody uh, that they've got left on their schedule. But that game underscores what I'm talking about in the SEC. There are nine teams in the SEC that can all beat each other, that you can argue are better than the other and worse than the other. Alabama and and Georgia are, are separate, I think. I mean, we saw it yesterday with Alabama, even though they lost to Texas A&M. They're different than the other nine. So Alabama and Georgia and Vanderbilt, Missouri, South Carolina. Take take those groups away for two different reasons. The other nine are, are all capable of beating each other, all can beat each other, and all can lose to each other. And not like a fluke thing, not like a, any given Saturday thing. Like if they play each other ten times, one might win five, the other might win five. That's how balanced the middle of the SEC is. It's quite remarkable honestly, how balanced the league is this year, with the exception of the bottom three. They stink out loud. 
But I respect the hell out of Kentucky, man. They went to Athens and played well. They, they just don't have the horses that Georgia does. But Kentucky's for real. Uh, they're really good. They they could win out. They they absolutely could win out. It's a good football team. I, I learned a lot about that game, and it was mostly about Kentucky. I, I think they're legit. They're not national championship legit, but they're legit. They really are. Williams says, Vols fans should be banned from a few games. They should be punished, not the team. The team won't be. There won't be like a... Um, no, it'll just be likely a fine. Possibly a six-figure fine. Sid says, the offense didn't click last night, talking about Ole Miss, but uh, smart enough to know how to win. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I have written down here, Matt Corral, great defense MVP. When is the last time you've been able to say that Ole Miss won a football game because of defense? Maybe the bowl game last year, I guess. Uh, but they are the reason why Ole Miss won last night. Considering what Tennessee was going into this game, and they sacked Hendon Hooker five times. They finally brought some pressure and mixed up blitzes some, and it worked. Look at what happened when they mixed up some blitzes, did some stunting, brought extra men. Look at what happened. Uh, Hendon Hooker, 17-26 for 230 in one touchdown, was sacked five times. Yeah, that's a great defensive performance for this team anyway. And then you gave up 222 on the ground on 4.4 per carry. That, the way Ole Miss defensively played last night, that that's all, you, I mean, that's that's a great defensive performance. Considering what you have personnel-wise and how limited you are, and considering how just fast Tennessee goes and how sharp they were going into the game, that is a good performance. Sam Williams was exceptional uh, last night. Uh, Mark Robinson had five tackles for loss last night. Uh, Jake Springer came back and played well, but it was uh, it was Sam Williams and Mark Robinson. Those were your your MVPs. But Ole Miss won because of defense last night. Say that out loud if you're an Ole Miss fan listening to this. Ole Miss won a football game because they played great defense. Twenty twenty one's a weird year, guys. It's a weird year, but that was an, a, a really nice bounce back performance. Uh, they answered the call. Uh, they needed to, and they did. And Springer being back was huge for that team. And Sam Williams was great, and Robinson was great, and they had a good plan and executed it. That's why they won. They got major stops. I mean, they gave up points early in the second half, but major stops late in the game uh, in key moments. Uh, it was just a good, good team win, good defensive win. They needed that badly, and, and they got it. They uh, They got it for sure. Didn't know if you already talked about it. I did, Brett. But yeah, Tennessee fans cheering when Corral went down. I mean, that's again. I know people get hopped up, juices flowing, intense environment, beer, liquor flowing, and do some things that they probably uh, regret today. Th- there are Tennessee fans that cheered when Corral went down. That this morning would tell you how stupid that was. It happens. I mean, it, it's really. Really shitty, forgive my language. It's trashy. Um, but uh, what was it, Utah? Utah Jazz fans that cheered when Kevin Durant went down? I think it was Utah. I can't remember. Um, I cannot remember who did that. Either way, Kevin Durant went down with an injury and home fans cheered for him getting hurt. Like It's, it's not unique to Tennessee. It, it's really trashy. It's gross. 
But I have a feeling a lot of people, not everybody maybe, but a lot of people that participated in that feel really dumb this morning. Um, True. How about the 32.5-point favorite Liberty Hugh Freeze team losing to Louisiana Monroe? It's a tough scene. Pro Football Focus is still going to put Malik Willis as their number one quarterback, although he's thrown six interceptions in the last two games. Threw three last week against Middle Tennessee and three in a loss to Louisiana Monroe. But yeah, that's the best quarterback in America. Give me a break. Um, And if you're at Ole Almost weekly, we get messages from Ole Miss fans during the radio show about how they're scared of Liberty. I hope that you watch them play Syracuse because they were – it was like a Friday night on ESPN and then see what happened last night in Monroe. And, and please keep telling me about how Ole Miss should be scared uh, of that Liberty team. Give me a break. It's a very Hugh Freeze, uh, Hugh Freeze game, though. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's Ole Miss in Tennessee, mostly related to the crowd and how – just embarrassing that is, uh, and just simply embarrassing. But also, I'll say this because I, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be wrong if I didn't talk about the the injury stuff. Um, some of it is legit. It's uh, especially Ole Miss defensively not playing very many guys. And so I believe that in some of those cases, guys had cramps and injuries and stuff that needed to be attended to. Um, you call me crazy, you can call me full of it. Um, not all of those required a stop of play and attention. Let's just say that. Let's be honest. Uh, Tennessee did the same thing. Not as much, but they Tennessee, I mean, you see Josh Heupel on the sidelines telling a player to go down when he was running off the field. Uh both sides did it. They need to find a way to stop it because that's that's a, that's a hard watch. And it, the broadcast did a nice job of kind of dancing around it where, you know, we're not accusing this individual player of faking it, but it feels like at least somebody here is faking it to slow the game down. They they got to they got to put a stop to that somehow. Um whether it be guy that has to if if play has to stop for an injured player he has to sit out the rest of the series something like that something like that to get that stopped because old I, I I could be wrong maybe they were all legit and all of them were hurt and all of them had to get play stopped I'm not convinced that that's the case Tennessee did it Ole Miss did it more they got to find a way to put an end to that somehow. They got to do something because you don't want to accuse an individual player of faking an injury. Y- you don't. But they've got to find a way to put a stop to that. And that just that was hard to watch. It was that was hard to watch and and they got to put an end to it. William was corralled to the Steelers in 2022. They might have to trade up for him, but th- that'd be a great fit. If, if you're a Corral fan, that's that's what you want. Um, that's what you want. You want him to go to a place like that, for sure. All right, let's turn the page. Good, I mean, just a good win for Ole Miss. Tough road environment. Defense played well. Got to get healthy, though. Injuries ha- have mounted up on offense, and, and you hope that at least Braylon Sanders can go this week. But he's been banged up. He was banged up going into it. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that for sure. 
Early line for LSU almost by nine. I have just seven and a half, eight, nine, somewhere around there, I think. Zach says, this is certainly Georgia's national championship to lose at the moment. The defense is terrifying, and I'd love to see it go against 2019 LSU. What a matchup that would be. This is Georgia's national championship year. If it doesn't happen now, it'll never happen. If it does not happen now, it, it will never, ever happen. Um, but yeah, it, it feels like they're the best team in America, uh, no doubt. It feels like they're the best team in America. All right, let's flip over to Alabama and Mississippi State. Uh, just a, a rough showing, uh, just tough night. Getting Alabama after a loss is uh, frustrating as hell because this is what happens. 49-9 to nine was the final score. Uh, as I said going into the game, and, and as I said after Ole Miss played them too, for, uh, for consistency's sake, in case you guys didn't watch it or forgot, I, I am not going to say anything about how like some people called the Ole Miss game an embarrassment. I mean, that that was written, that it was an embarrassment. Um, in year two, with new coaches playing against Alabama and losing to Alabama um, is not embarrassing. State going into this game was physically overmatched by Alabama. Um, Alabama has more four stars in a recruiting class than state has on its team. And that's, it's a bit hyperbolic, but you guys get my point. Um, it's, that's what, that's what you should have expected to happen. Honestly, is what happened last night. One team physically better than the other on both lines of scrimmage. One team has better athletes than the other. That's what the expectation should have been. That's why I didn't like some of the conversation we had on the radio show about how you hired Mike Leach to win a game like this. I- expecting that to be reality right now is is foolish, honestly. The roster was not ready to win a game like this. It was not. There are things that they did poorly that we'll talk about that that you don't like to see that felt like setbacks. But in terms of getting blown out by Alabama in year two under Mike Leach, that's not like, you know, reason for meltdown. It's Alabama. It's the second best collection of talent in America. It's Nick Saban. It's a machine. The the, the roster is just significantly better than yours. If you have a reaction this morning of disappointment that the team didn't win, you were setting yourself up for failure, failure going into this game. That being said, a couple of things that State did that that are really concerning. Uh, Will Rogers made bad decisions. Will Rogers made bad decisions last night. A handful of them. Uh, Had three interceptions. Really regressed in the protecting the ball side of things. Really regressed in terms of protecting the football last night. Um, And it kind of felt like, and again, it's Alabama, right? I mean, how much can we read into something like this? Because Alabama is just a lot better than Mississippi State. And a lot better than Ole Miss, too. Same thing I said a couple weeks ago. Uh, but Alabama is just a lot better than Mississippi State. But 55 pass attempts for 300 yards. That's 5.5 yards per attempt. I saw a check down last night to a receiver that was covered behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, so it, it kind of felt like it went back to the the, the check down stuff. Uh, he didn't really have much time either. So the offensive line didn't protect well at all. What was it? Seven sacks for Alabama last night. So, But again, it's Alabama. So... Here's just what happened. The offensive line was improving 
maybe took a step back last night, but it's Alabama. Uh, but seven sacks is a lot, regardless of your opponent. Um, Will Rogers did not make good decisions uh, last night. Tried, I assume, but couldn't test Alabama vertically. And you were just completely physically overmatched in the game. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. There's not a whole lot Mike Leach could have done, truthfully. Not a whole lot he could have done scheme-wise or, or otherwise to, to make this outcome much different. Alabama's defense suffocated Mississippi State, especially in the second half. State had, I think, 99 total yards in the second half, and Alabama had almost 400, if I remember correctly. Uh, it's just that that's what happens sometimes. When you play Alabama, this is the result. When you have a roster that that you have compared to the roster that Alabama has, this is the result you get. And uh, it was an ugly loss, and, and you just you hope Rodgers is healthy and, and you came out of this healthy otherwise, and you get ready to, to play next week. And that's really all you've got. I mean, you, you have to go to Nashville. Vanderbilt should have beaten South Carolina last night. They're not worth a damn. You should go up there and win this game. But um, just if you came out of this healthy, that, that's really – that's all you can really ask for, just a physical mismatch, a talent mismatch, and a quarterback that kind of pressed, it felt like, and this is the result you get. They came out with a good plan, but Jimmy's and Joe's, guys. Uh, Jimmy's and Joe's. Sexton, the numbers I posted earlier were all 15 points scored by State during the Saban era. Nine points was good enough for fifth most. Wow. So the numbers he gave out. In the Saban era, Mississippi State against Alabama has scored 24-20-17-10-9-7-7-7-7-7-6-3-3-0-0 against Alabama. That's what they are. I mean, that's that's Nick Saban. That's Alabama. There's not a whole lot you can take away from this. You you just you hope the regression that you saw up front and from Rodgers is only a product of who you played and not a step backwards, if that makes sense. Only a product of who you played and not a step backwards. But otherwise, you just you put your hands up. They're just they have a better team, a better roster, better players. That's just how this that's how this was always going to go. That's how this was always going to go. And if you were looking at this game with clear eyes, this should have been the least surprising result. That's not an anti-state thing. It's not an anti-Mike Leach thing. It's Alabama. That's the only factor here. They can get back on track with a win in Nashville next week and probably will feel really good for those guys to have them be your opponent in- instead of who you just played. Weather the storm, again, hopefully you're healthy. Hopefully Rodgers is healthy. I know he was banged up, but that's all you can really take away from this one, guys. It's just the roster discrepancy is near impossible to overcome when when Alabama's clicking like that anyway when they execute the way they did last night they didn't give Mississippi State what they gave Texas A&M they didn't give them mistakes drop passes turnovers penalties they didn't give that to state and when when you don't get that you're not competing with these guys nobody in the SEC besides Georgia is competing with these guys when they execute like they did last night nobody so nationally a few things to get to i want to get to i've, I've got to get going a little bit we're uh, we're taking the little guy to the fair uh today 
So that'll be fun. Um, so, yeah, a few other things to get to. LSU Florida. Um, shout out to Coach Ed Orgeron and the guys that he still has on, on his roster. Um, they didn't quit. They played hard for him. He's still going to lose his job. I mean, they're already canvassing candidates, and they've got the money. He's going to lose his job. Um, that felt really fluky, honestly, yesterday. And maybe I'm wrong, but one game does not a team make. And we have a bigger sample size at LSU being what we think they are as opposed to what they were yesterday. Um, Dan Mullen, what the hell, man? All right, first of all, Anthony Richardson is better than Emory Jones, and that needs to be your starting quarterback for the rest of time. Um, he's significantly better. But my gosh, what I, you want to talk about hot seats. I mean, he he will not get fired after this year regardless of what happens, but you cannot you cannot go to LSU this LSU and lose like that to this LSU team. Give up what was it? 240 yards by one player in this game when LSU is awful or has been awful at running the football. That what the hell is all I can think when I see that game and when I look at it and, and watch it, that's all I was thinking is what the hell's going on? What is this? A terrible, terrible loss for Dan Mullen. Um, how Anthony Richardson is not the starting quarterback for that team. I, I'll, he needs to be moving forward. He's clearly better, clearly better. I know he was banged up a little bit earlier this season, but yikes, what a loss that was. I saw some people saying that, oh, this is the the, the win that can save Orgeron's job. No. Nope, 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 nope. One win at home against Florida in a season in which you have lost to Auburn, Kentucky by a billion, and UCLA does not save your job. They still have Alabama on the schedule as as well. So, no. It might quiet it down for a week. Woodward knows what he's doing here. And... No, this isn't one of those less miles won one game and he's going to save his job kind of situations. It's a little bit different. It's a, a little bit different. Uh, we got to take Cincinnati seriously. They're going to move up to number two. Um, they're not going to lose a game. Cincinnati's not going to lose a game for the rest of the season. It's not going to happen. Um, they have a really good ride, an elite level running back. Uh, secondary's good. Their defensive backs apparently are both like NFL caliber guys. Uh, Ritter's good, not Rattler. He got benched, and his backup is awesome. Uh, Ritter's good. I mean, Cincinnati's not going to lose a game for the rest of the year. If they get left out, if they do run the table and they get left out, the play we're wasting our time with the college football playoff, just wasting our time with it. If Cincinnati runs the table, I said this last week, but it's true. If Cincinnati runs the table in two years, their one loss will be, what was it, a two-point loss in a bowl game to Georgia. That would be their one loss in two years. That team, if they went out, has to make the play. They are a playoff team. If they went out, they have to be. Cincinnati's legit. Time to start paying attention. Luke Fickle's done an unbelievable job with that team. Uh, looking at the Big 12, we might have uh, Bedlam determine a playoff spot. Oklahoma State came back and beat Texas yesterday. They're undefeated. The winner of Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, if things work out the way they should, maybe one of the two slips up. But Bedlam might have a playoff spot on the line, which would be awesome later in the year. That's always a really good game. 
Uh, touched on Auburn, Arkansas a little bit earlier. Uh, Arkansas really shot themselves in the foot. In the first half, they had five possessions in Auburn territory, 10 points to show for it. You also had the uh, the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, Arkansas really shot themselves in the foot. Auburn playing better, but this is the middle of the SEC, like I mentioned. Everybody can beat everybody, and everybody can lose every to everybody in that nine-team group in the middle of the SEC. Uh, talked about this a, a second earlier as well. I'm running through these quick, guys. i got to get going. But um, Kentucky scrappy. I, I, I respect – I mean, Mark Stoops has done a great job. That That's a good football team. That's a good football team. They, they covered the spread for what that's worth. But shout-out Kentucky uh, for playing well, representing well. They're tough, man. They're, they're really tough. And, and I know they're on state schedule coming up. That's going to be a tough game. They can play. And, and they're physical – I think they're limited at quarterback somewhat, but they, they can really play. And um, good on the lines of scrimmage, tough. Rarely blow assignments, like really disciplined football team. Uh, I respect Kentucky. I do. Nobody's scoring on Georgia, but they represented well. Uh, they proved that they deserve the ranking that they have. I don't think they should drop much. They will because people are stupid. They shouldn't drop much. I think they're legit. Iowa lost, thank God, because now we can stop talking about that. Iowa was not the second-best team in the country. They had the worst offense in the Big Ten. Um, I figured they were going to run the table because their schedule is a joke until they got smoked by Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. Now we don't even have to worry about it. Iowa cannot score. And when you cannot score, you cannot win. It's really that simple. If you can't score, you can't win. Iowa cannot score. I'm glad we can put that storyline to bed. They should free fall in the rankings, honestly. I think that every team in the SEC but the bottom three would beat Iowa. Like, not I think they could. Like, I think they would. Would beat Iowa. I'm glad that storyline's dead. Uh, big laugh out loud at Liberty. I mean, just that's just hilarious. Like, that is so funny. I can't believe there are Ole Miss fans that are scared of Liberty. I, I, I cannot believe that. Uh, if, if an NFL team takes Malik Willis over Matt Corral, they're asking to lose. They're, they're asking to lose. It'll probably be the Atlanta Falcons. But anyway, uh, that was uh, that was hilarious. And m made easy work in Missouri. Missouri's really bad, guys. Really bad. Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt are, are by far the worst teams in the SEC. I feel bad for Vanderbilt, though. Lost last night. That was tough. Uh, had a lead. South Carolina drove down the field, scored a touchdown with under a minute left, and that was your ball game. 21-20 was the final there, though. But Clark Lee's got his boys playing hard, uh, but now Ken Seals is out. So there you go for, for Mississippi State. Uh, you might see Vanderbilt's backup quarterback in uh, in this one. See if there's anything else that I have not touched on that I should with you guys. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma still can't stop anybody, but Benching Rattler was the right call. We'll see where he goes in the transfer portal. Michigan State still undefeated. They held on. So, again, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan all have to play each other. Three of them are undefeated. That's coming. Um, Kenny Walker's a good player, but I think Mel Tucker's group is going to start losing games here soon. Uh, I think so. Uh, Baylor got a nice win at home. They're 6-1 now. They beat BYU. Dave Aranda might be a guy that you look at as – Ed Orgeron's replacement. Apparently, there's some momentum over there for that, and uh, he might be that guy. So we will see. 
But anyway, uh, I got to run, guys. We're taking we're taking the little guy to the fair. Sorry about last night. I, I hate that. Uh, I, I hate that that happened. But I'm glad that you're with me this morning. While you're here, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to me, Michael Borky, on YouTube. Uh, that'd be great. I'd appreciate that very much. Uh, subscribe there, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning for some more reaction from the weekend. But subscribe, like the video while you're here. Also, that would help me a bit, algorithms and whatnot. And uh, again, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for being a part. Sorry about last night, but I appreciate all of you. Uh, Big, good win for Ole Miss. For Mississippi State, it's Alabama. Just put it to bed. It's Alabama. Move on. That's it. I mean, that's all it is. Just hope you're healthy and move on because it's really hard to read into a game uh, like that one. So anyway, y'all have a great Sunday. Weather is perfect. Enjoy it. No Saints today, sadly, but uh, enjoy the day best you can. I got to run. I appreciate you guys. And I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.